Unspoken Issues. Okay, well, next up, here we go. We're getting into Shadowhawk number one. So that, Cyber Force and Shadowhawk, uh, in our average, was tied for five. But like I said, I'm giving you the nod here because you had Shadowhawk higher on the list. Mm. So Shadowhawk hits, and I think I talked a little bit about this in Bailey's podcast, but I knew of Shadowhawk. I remember hearing a little bit about it, but mainly because uh, one of my best friends was picking up the book. And Mm -hmm. again, this is a guy, he wasn't reading comics steadily. He knew, uh, you know, I, I rarely knew him to buy a comic. I remember he was reading Infinity War at one point. His tastes in comics, but they were different from mine. He's reading something yeah. that I'm not. I'm reading something that he's not. So Shadowhawk falls right in that line where he's reading Shadowhawk. I'm not taking my money and putting it down for Jim Valentino's Shadowhawk. I'm buying <laughs> all of Liefeld's stuff that I can get a hold of. <laughs> you know, right. I'm, buy, I'm, I'm investing into the Wildstorm universe. Uh, the Shadowhawk stuff just did not, didn't speak to me. But, you know, he was telling me, you got you to gotta read these. Uh, and some of the stuff that was going on, I was kind of following in Wizard Magazine, if I remember right. I knew the hype of, like, who is Shadowhawk? You know, what? who could yeah. this possibly be? And I mean, boy, did they lay into that there in the first issue. That was kind of the gimmick is, you know, Shadowhawk, he appears, you know, on half the pages, but his identity is a secret until issue two of the second miniseries. So, yeah, that that was kind of the, the deal was like you were supposed to try and kind of figure out who he is based on the, the cast the of clues and characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. We'll We'll talk about. Oh, I mean, we'll get into Shadowhawk here. How, uh, Shadowhawk for you, though, you, you're picking this. You picked it up. First issue, right? Yep. Right. And this is interesting. The, the cover, it's the only, as far as the founding creators, first issues, it's the only one that has a uh, gimmick cover. It's got a right. uh, foil embossed image of the Shadowhawk helmet. The yep. Shadowhawk logo is uh, foil embossed, and so is the image logo. So, Are the eyes embossed as well? Or no, they, they're just kind uh, of they're red, but uh, okay. but yeah, not a, and very cool cover. Valentino drew the helmet, and Liefeld did the inks on it. I think I read that somewhere. You crack open the book. This thing hit shelves August fourteenth of nineteen ninety two. Created, written, and illustrated by Jim Valentino. Letters by Diane Valentino, and colors by Digital Chameleon. Name of this story is a nightmare walking. Shadowhawk, uh, we, we meet our character, we meet our superhero, our vigilante, right at the beginning here, doing some undercover work, baiting in some Soho baddies and breaking their spines. The cops, after you know, after he has this altercation, he breaks one of the spines. He, this has been going on for a while, apparently. The cops have been trying to find out who is doing this to these people. These backs are getting broken, leaving these ne'er-do-wells in some pretty, you know, pretty bad shape. Uh, but they keep coming up empty. Plus, they're getting spread a little thin, especially since there's a villain by the name of Arson uh, who keeps going around burning lower-income neighborhoods. Uh, a lot of these uh, housing developments are going up in flames because Arson is in, uh, this vigilante, or excuse me, this villain named Arson is involved. And the, co- the cops haven't caught him either. Uh, now, in Washington Heights, a, a very concerned grandmother starts a fight with some street hoods. The real smart move, <laughs> Grandma. Starts a fight with some street hoods, but luckily Shadowhawk then again appears to even the score. This time, the police are able to roll up as the fight is happening, recognizing Shadowhawk as the one that's been going around breaking people's spines. Uh, Shadowhawk uses some signature weapons to escape the police just when Lieutenant Lou Jax arrives on the scene. Is that a coincidence? Hmm, I wonder. I don't know. Now, elsewhere, a young reporter named Jamie hears the cops are encountering Shadowhawk and wants to go to the scene but her boss 
uh, her editor, I think, won't let her go uh, because the mayor does not wish to cause a panic. Now, Arson, our villain Arson, ends up going to go see this lady by the name of Ms. Bold, B-O-L-D-D. Um, I'm going to start spelling things like Liefeld does. B-O-L-D-D. <laughs> <laughs> Bold. Uh, he, who says he just uh, wanted to look into the eyes of a beautiful woman named Vendetta. So he, like, shows up. I don't know why he shows up there, but he's just like, hey, hey. And he kisses her hand. And he's like, I just wanted to see the beautiful eyes of Vin- the one they call Vendetta. So I assume... <laughs> that's going to either be a villain she's a, or something by the name of Vendetta. Now, after he leaves, Jamie, the one we were talking about, that reporter that we were talking about earlier, she shows up to dis- discuss with Miss Bold about her editor that did not want her to go to the scene. Miss Bold begins to give her massage, I think, uh, and asking Jamie to tell her everything. So, I mean... We're setting some things up here. Miss Bold, this vendetta, I, I assume she owns a paper. I think that's what's going on here. She owns a newspaper or something. Yeah. Okay, and she's involved with arson, so there's there's some shady things going on with this lady. Now, we end the she's book sort of with... the kingpin of the of this series. <laughs> great, great comparison, great comparison. The way we end this book, Shadowhawk's basically leaping through the air looking for his next challenge, and that's it. Uh, so, I mean, we get our introduction to Shadowhawk, I think the main plot of what we're getting out of this first issue is that he is clearly in confrontation with the police. The police are coming, trying to find him. And then we kind of set up our villain, uh, our villainess, well, Vendetta here, kind of flunky. She has working under him by the name of Arson. I don't, there, there definitely isn't like on the nose social undertones mm-hmm. going on in this book. But I mean, they're talking about, you know, the lower income neighborhoods going up in flames specifically. If I remember correctly, isn't like, Later on, the as the issue goes, isn't there like a racist bent to where people think it, there may be a racial a racial issue involved with Shadowhawk? Yes. Um, without getting into spoilers for the identity, right? Of okay. Shadowhawk okay. in in the second Shadowhawk miniseries, there's a character called Hawk's Shadow who is sort That's of that's like, right. Who is right. sort of he's he he has a a similar armor kind of uh but he, he he's got a lot of blades and stuff and he's basically killing black people that's what i'm <laughs> and shadow hawk confronts him uh you know like catches him and stuff and basically hawk shadow is like hey i'm only i'm not gonna say it but he's like right. i only attack these people right uh uses a racial racial slur so yeah he, he's like a, a white supremacist basically that's right. and he was inspired by hat shadow like we see in these first, in the first opening here, Shadowhawk's first confrontation with these criminals, it's three black guys, right? Uh, that that he, uh, you know, breaks all their backs or whatever. So by the time the second one rolls around, the second series rolls around, Hawk Shadow, this guy has been inspired because he thinks Shadowhawk is killing black people or attacking black people, and and he sees him as like a hero because of that. But I really like. Uh, the second series as well, but I was a big uh, Shadowhawk fan. Uh, the The costume I think is fantastic, especially the helmet. But yeah, there's there's definitely some so like as I was reading this, I was like, you know, now they probably would not have Shadowhawk beating up on three you know, hoodlums, three black guys as hoodlums basically in the opening. Uh, right. But that does play into. Uh, where the story goes later down the line, you know, when Hawk Shadow shows up, there are criminals of other races that he that he uh, fights with in this issue as well. But yeah, I I, uh, I can see it being kind of iffy. And this is like this is almost like 80s 
New York City. Like, yeah. this is before, I guess, Giuliani, like, quote-unquote, cleaned, cleaned up. up New York. Yeah. Uh, so it's still kind of like a scummy, like a lot of scummy areas and stuff. And, like, that's kind of the New York that Shadowhawk is operating in. Mm-hmm. So Valentino, when you're looking at him compared to what everybody else brings to the table at Image, he's definitely not known for his bombastic dynamic art style. Right. Yeah, he, he's he's a capable artist, you know. Uh, I don't have anything negative to say about his art, but it's just not, it's not the exciting, you know, extreme style, you know, right. or... Right. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's more of a classical uh, comic book storytelling stuff. You're not going to be blown away by what you see happen in, in a panel or two. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some brutality going on here. Uh, yeah, this is the most violent image book to this point, I think. Right, right, dude. I mean, and they're all kind of violent. <laughs> yeah, but this is the I, most. Violent. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, yeah, is, I mean, I don't think anybody even dies in this issue but it's just the brutality of shadow and you know the whole hook outside of just being who is Shadowhawk, you know the big yeah. hook leading into it was valentino is doing this you know vigilante character who doesn't just beat up criminals his whole his whole thing is i've caught you in the act i know you're guilty even if you're you get a light sentence or get get off on technicality doesn't matter i'm going to break your back so you're, you're going to be paralyzed for the rest of your life you're going to pay for what you're doing you know what i've caught you doing or whatever so right kind of dark and twisted <laughs> yeah uh yeah i'm uh, back here at the letters page i mentioned this they they knew this is what they were this was going to uh, be what they kind of hung their hat on with Shadowhawk is the mystery of who this person was. You weren't going to learn who Shadowhawk was right at, right at the beginning. You were going to have to put things together. But I mean, this letters page starts out. Who is Shadowhawk? Mm-hmm. Could he be the most obvious person, Lieutenant Jax, or the least Hojo? Is he black <laughs> or white, male or female, tall or short? Uh, who is Shadowhawk? It's up to you, the reader, to decipher the clues and tell us who you think he is. And it's funny because I think <laughs> like they is there a contest or something? Cause um, yeah, there's a contest and he, you know, he, he details in the, in the letters page back here. Um, you know, you can't just guess, you know, <laughs> you, you have to send in who you think it is and give us uh, legitimate why? reasons why you think it's this person. Right. Uh, don't just, you know, send a, send your get, best guess. And the winner I got, I think got some uh, original art or something. I can't, I can't remember, but actually, um, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was like the and he didn't do a letters page contest like a lot of the image guys did because he wanted to do this instead. And, you know, the who is Shadowhawk, that's even on the cover like you can't see it because it's black and there's no outline on it. Mm -hmm. But above the Shadowhawk logo, it's embossed. The who is you yeah. can't even see it and let you only can feel it really. Or if you look at it in the right kind of light or whatever, but, uh, okay, well pick a panel. I was tempted to go with uh Shadowhawk breaking through the glass. <laughs> oh, typical unspoken um, issues fair right there. Uh, I like a lot of the images of him, you know, in the fight scenes. I just, I really love that costume and the helmet and like, he, he you know, he's got the typical, shoulder pads you know for Mm -hmm. a 90s character he's also got claws like like knuckle claws on his on his uh 
on his hands and he's got like a almost like a shield like on one arm uh it's it's not like a captain america shield it's just like kind of uh almost you think of like uh somebody holding pads for a kickboxer right 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 on one of his arms but yeah i'm gonna i am gonna i think go with that image of him busting through the glass that's okay. that's my image that's my uh, panel of the issue i'll go with him busting through that one guy's back um, <laughs> <laughs> when, he's, when you're reading this what does that happen like three or four pages in it's early and, yeah yeah i mean he's dug his elbow into this dude's back <laughs> and it says it crack like i don't know i mean you watch the ultimate fighter or fighting you know ufc <laughs> and all that stuff but I know it takes a bit of strength to break some bones. I'm curious <laughs> right. as to what it would do to, I mean, you would probably have to perfect like hitting that person right in the right spot, stretching them out the right way in order to break a spine. Uh, I would think he would need to use that thing on his arm. You're right. Uh, yeah. But he's not. He, that's the arm that's holding the guy by the neck. So it's the other arm that he's using to break his right. back. So what's the, uh, what's the other arm I'm trying to find a, it doesn't have anything really on it. He's got an elbow spike, you know, thing. Do you think that's what it is? Like, is that a spike on so. his elbow? Let me look and see. All of it, the rest of it all looks like pads. He is but, kind of digging his elbow in, it looks like. He also breaks, I think, somebody's back. There's a there's a, like a three or four page preview of Shadowhawk in Youngblood number two, I think. And I think uh-huh. that was his first appearance. And I think he breaks somebody's back in that one, too. But I can't remember how that one it was similar to this, I think. One yeah. more thing about this issue. Uh, when the reporter is arguing with her editor, she mentions the bugle. Yeah, that's right. Which was kind of cool. I, I, I don't think there's a real bugle in New York, so I'm assuming that's a Daily Bugle reference. For- yeah, which, again, that was the one thing that I remember noticing, you know, was how untethered they were. To they weren't beholden to be like, oh, let's not mention this other universe. <laughs> they could do that. Oh, you don't, let's not draw this character from this other universe <laughs> in our comic and call him something yeah. different. Now, I think Youngblood number three has Clark Kent and Lois Lane. That's great. <laughs> in, in a pre- at a press conference, I love asking it. questions. <laughs> I love that. That's and that's I, when I started seeing stuff like that. Uh, I was paying attention to Image Comics. <laughs> I wanted to see that happen. Thanks for joining us. Unspoken Issues is part of the UnspokenDecade.com, the home for 90s comics, blogs, and podcasts. Unspoken Issues also has a Facebook group you can join if you are interested. Just search the Unspoken Issues podcast and request to join. All of this would not be possible without W2Mnet.com and the Rattelich and Broadcasting Network, so make sure to seek them out for more podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to share, and we look forward to entertaining you again soon.